Hey, everybody. Thank you for downloading episode 75 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Happy 75th anniversary, everyone. Hey, you want to celebrate this Friday with me in person? Why don't you come to the Nerd Melt Theater on Sunset Boulevard at 7 p.m. for Headcanon, the fun monthly show that I host with my buddy Joseph Scrimshaw. You can get tickets at bit.ly forward slash headcanon4. That is the number four, and canon is spelled with two N's in the middle. Come see it. It's going to be great. Tickets are $8 in advance and only $10 at the door. So get a couple bucks off and just get your ticket now. Also, please share this show with your friends. 75 episodes and still going strong. Don't you want your family and friends to know that you're right and or wrong about some of the arguments you have with them? Just use the link bit.ly forward slash share WGT. That's all it takes. Send it to your friends. Let them click subscribe and enjoy. And now you enjoy the latest episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Summer Olympic event. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Good evening, sports fans. And welcome to We Got This with Mark and Hal. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm Mark Gagliardi. Today is a very special day in the We Got This world because we are here in Rio de Janeiro. For the 2016 Olympic Games. That's right. The Summer Olympiad has begun. But the one question on everyone's mind as we move into the games of the 31st Olympiad is... Why isn't my hotel room in Rio ready yet? That's right. And why is there a bird in my toilet? (laughs) Rio is giving Sochi a run for its money as weirdest uh, amenities. Yeah, they're <laughs> like uh, amenities such as kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I hope nobody goes and sees Children of God before seeing this, uh, before watching the Olympics. I, I, Wasn't that the name of the movie? I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, probably would be a good idea. But Valerie right. Rogers has asked us, what is the best Summer Olympic event? Now, she she asked for best Olympic event, but it's the Summer Olympics, so we're going to discuss the Summer Olympic events. Are you a big fan of the Olympics, Mark? I absolutely love the Olympics. And let me tell you why. Please. Uh, I am, I am a sports fan, but I am not a sports fanatic. Uh, I don't keep tabs on all the intricacies of what is happening over the course of a season, except for football. I try to follow football pretty closely. Right. Uh, American football. Um, but when it comes time for the Olympics, it is all spoon-fed to me by the good people at NBC. When an event begins, they will say, all right, here is the event. Here is how it works. Here are the uh, the front runners in this event. Here are little biography videos about America's team. And they do a great job of, here is the event. Here are the people you got to watch out for. Here's who to root for. Ready, go. So I feel like I go into every Olympic event an expert. Right. Uh, and, and the events are just fun and it's, it's fun to, it's fun to root for, uh, not just arbitrary reasons. 
You know what I mean? Yes. I guess I, all athletic rooting is I lived in Chicago, so I root for the Bears. I live in the United States, so I root for the American team. So I guess it is that in that sense, but there it feels like there are geopolitics involved, which is one of my other favorite things. Are you a fan? I, I am. I, you know, I grew up aware of the Olympics, of course, and, and some of the more notable people. I was seven years old when Mary Lou Retton had the perfect uh, vault. Mm-hmm. To, to win the gold in Los Angeles, but I honestly didn't really get into them until my mother passed away, which was, she passed away August 5th, 2008, which I think was the beginning of those Olympic games. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those were Beijing, I think, in 2008. That was Beijing, 08, yeah. And, you know, when, when you're dealing with a tragedy on that level, having something that distracts you from it is really welcome. So, Whenever I watched the Olympics, I, I, it took me away. And that was the year Michael Phelps won, what was it eight or nine gold medals? Yes. And, and then broke it the next Olympics, but that was his first huge, huge one. Yeah. So and he's back this year. He's back again. And, and I mm-hmm. just, I, I feel almost like I owe a debt to the Olympics for that, but I, now I love it. And, and, uh, Jennifer, loves the gymnastics and she really loves the track and field because she is a runner. So she has people that she follows on Instagram who are athletes that, that are competing. One of them is the favorite uh, in the women's steeplechase. So really? Yeah. So oh, that's great. So have it, you have a little skin in the game. That'll be fun. Exactly. And we watch it together and it's just, it, there's something amazing about a group of athletes who have trained for nothing but a single event and going to the Olympics is sort of the ultimate uh, in that sport. It would be like if you were a professional baseball player and you could mm-hmm. only play professional baseball once every four years. And, yeah. and you didn't, you weren't, even if you were on the team in 2004, you might not be on it in 2008. You might get one shot at winning a world series. So, well, they, they do have these year round. It's just that, they're not as televised and as prominent. Absolutely. The sports exist. They, but, but to have that big worldwide audience. And one of the fun things about that is that it's so rare and you get, you get to see how excited these amateur athletes get, which kind of bothered me when professional athletes were allowed to get into the mix. Uh, not because people like Michael Phelps shouldn't be sponsored. I think sponsorships in that are fine. But like in 1992, America just sent all of the best NBA players and then we won at basketball. So it's like, all right. But yeah, well, you've got Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and all these guys on the team. Of course, you're going to win. Right. Of course. But there, uh, in general, the Olympic Games to me signifies the entire world, at least in that in that small area, putting aside – the larger differences that we all have with one another and coming mm-hmm. together in the, in the spirit of competition. And that's absolutely like, I know that's one of the things that they sort of tell us over and over again, but it's true. You just watch and yeah. it's not, you, you're, you're rooting for yourself to win. You're rooting for, and, and the, I know this is the winter Olympics, but you were rooting for the United States hockey team to beat the Soviets. Yeah. Because it was a reflection of the cold war, but you knew that it could happen there. Without the ramifications of everybody or anybody losing their lives. Exactly. We, we hope. We certainly hope. We don't know the um, whole story. I, I don't know what happened at, after the end of Miracle. I assume all those people. <laughs> you didn't are still watch alive. Miracle 2? 
This time it's personal. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, sounds terrible. The, the thing that I love about these, watching these amateur athletes mm-hmm. is, is, is that excitement. And it's, it's seeing one of the most beautiful things about the Olympics, the opening ceremony, because, you know, I love things big and theatrical. Sure. Uh, but also there's that parade of nations when every Olympian gets to march in a parade around the track and it is, they're, everyone is so excited and having the time of their lives, and it's just infectious and amazing to watch. And I just love the Olympics. I love the pageantry of it. I love the uh, the camaraderie of the athletes. I love the, like you said, the healthy competition that is. I mean, if we could, you know, if that if that was how we solved our problems, the world would be a better place. Yes. So also, though, people would have way higher stakes and would you know, probably get killed. Yeah, exactly. So, so with that, not being to get said, dark. No, of course not. No, we've kept it so light so far. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, let's dig in because the, so, so according to, to the research I have, the 2016 Summer Olympic program, and, and we're only going to mm-hmm. deal with what's being played right now. There are certain mm-hmm. things that have been, you, you know, different events have come in and, and, and out of the Olympics over the years, over, over the, what 124 right. years i guess now that it's yes. been uh that it's been around so this summer there are 28 sports and a total of 41 disciplines and 306 events okay so we've uh, got to cut away some major swaths here and i've sent you the list we should have the same list I, I, the list that I have is, uh, I have a list of all of the events alphabetically. But before we do this, may sure. I, uh, give honorable mention, since we're, they're not going to be eligible. You mentioned those previous Olympic sports. May I point out to you a few of my favorites that have been in past Olympics? Go for it. Uh, these are all real things that have all been in the Olympics. There was an event from 1900 to 1920 that all of us played as children that we uh, had in the Olympic Games, and that was Olympic tug of war. Oh, yeah, that's right. 1900 to 1920. It was two teams of eight, uh, and you had to pull the other team six feet. Uh, if after five minutes, no team had uh, pulled the other team six feet, the team that had pulled the farthest was declared the winner. Boy, how did that hang on for as long as it did? Because uh, what? Five minutes? Uh, yeah. No, I mean. Oh, that sport. The number of Olympics. Although I imagine at that point, it was a lot of guys who uh, look like uh, our our upcoming guest, Simon Gotch. Where they've got the mustache and they're dressed like a mm-hmm. turn of the century strongman, except whereas he plays it as a character, that's just what they were. So they all look like like the Iron Sheik in a onesie. <laughs> and yeah, and the weightlifting was just that big dumbbell, like with the two big balls on the end mm-hmm. that each said five hundred yeah. in big white painted letters. Exactly. Let us tug on this rope like men. <laughs> um all right, here's another good one. In nineteen oh eight uh, <laughs> oh boy. This is not what you think it is. Maybe it is. I don't know where your mind goes. <laughs> Motorboating. <laughs> it was in the Olympics in 1908. 
Uh, it was 40 nautical miles around a track. It was just driving a boat. And if that sounds dumb, clearly you've never seen NASCAR. <laughs> or that also sounds dumb. So this was NAS Boat. The, yeah, this was NAS Boat. Um, I love that movie. Uh, now there were some, there were some real sports. Uh, that, I, that's terrible to say. Not real sports. They're more popular sports that have come in and out of the Olympics over the years. Croquet, polo, lacrosse, cricket. Um, those are more, you know, traditional sports. But of my, of the, of the previous Olympic sports that are no longer around, Olympic tug of war, one of my favorites, motorboating, one of my favorites. Uh, this one is another one that is real dumb. It was from the 1904 <laughs> Olympics. It was only in 1904 in, in St. Louis, Missouri. Beard uh, it was the distance plunge. What? Do you know what this is? I the hope event? it's. All right. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm... By the way, I, I'd like to thank Nidorama, uh, the website for many of these. Uh, the event required athletes. Wait, to no, wait. Hold dive. on. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. You run off a diving board, and instead of it being how you hit the water, it's how far down the pool you can get before you hit. <laughs> it is, uh, it is, you're very close. You, you, you missed one detail. Oh, you have to look like a complete idiot, and it's not a sport, it's just something kids do? <laughs> you have to coast, and you are not allowed to move your limbs. So it's how far you can get diving into a pool, not moving your limbs, and coasting underwater. Uh, it's 60 seconds or until the competitor floats to the surface, whichever comes first. Or until they hit the floor of the pool like a fool. And then right. we don't have the I don't the think they're anymore. diving straight down. I mean, these are Olympic athletes. They trained for this for four years. What writer's room did that make it out of? <laughs> They're like, we need new uh, events for this Olympic Games. Oh, what if they stay stiff and just try to hit the water and coast? That's brilliant. We don't have any more ideas. That's lunch. What do we call that one? Distance plunge. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, okay, I'll give you two more. One is an awesome one that I wish we still had. Okay. And one is uh, a very silly one. Uh, this one is uh, called Pancration. And this one has not been around since in the modern Olympics at all. Oh, is this, that, uh, that's the one where you play operation, but you're only removing the pancreas. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just over and over and over again. And it's a real pancreas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have it's to just been surgery. wedged into the game operation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pancreation was, uh, it made its debut in 648 BC at the 33rd Greek Olympic games. And, the it comes from the word pancrates, which means all encompassing. This was just two guys beat the hell out of each other until one of them can't move. It was boxing, it was wrestling. You weren't allowed to bite or gouge, but other than that, everything else was fair game. Oh, great! So it was Fight Club. Yeah, it was Fight Club, Olympic Fight. Club. So that one is. Maybe that isn't the one that I would like to see still in it, but I'll tell you which one I would like to see. Another one from 1900, the swimming obstacle race, 200 meters. Uh, that could happen this summer anyway. I heard that river has like couches floating in it. 
<laughs> no joke. No joke. I heard like they could dredge it with a cargo net to get the and stuff out. Furnish an apartment. Yeah, it's basically an IKEA showroom that got dumped underwater. Oh, well, it looks like the Russian team just lost one of their swimmers to a MLARF. <laughs> what were the obstacles at obstacle swimming? Uh, the obstacles, the competitors had to climb over a pole, scramble over a row of boats, and then swim under another row of boats. Wow. That was it. And instead of getting a gold medal, uh, you won a 50-pound bronze horse. What? Yeah. Oh, were Look, these man, the prank Olympics? <laughs> this is, they had just started out. This was 1900. It had started in uh, 1896. So it was the sequel. It was the second, the second Olympics. I you just know? feel so, bad when they hung that bronze horse around the guy's neck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, let's move forward to, right. to this, the, the, the Olympics that are before us. There's so many different areas here, and I, and in my mind, it's going to come down to basically three different groups of events. Okay. Do you, do you feel that way as well? Uh, yeah, that seems. Now, are we taking track and field as one uh, Olympic event? I would put that under athletics. Yes. So athletic. These are the larger uh, sports. So I'm not going to okay. even go through every single one of the sports, but we can talk about some that I that I think it's not. And tell me if you okay. disagree. I would. <laughs> so we're going to start like we frequently do on this show. We are going to start with the honorable mentions. Yes. So okay. some honorable mentions are sports that are widely played professionally in, in and in the public eye. So I know that that runners can make money off of endorsements. I know that gymnasts and swimmers and divers that almost any any sport has competitions that go around the world and 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 uh, around the year nationally and and at the international level. But mm-hmm. I'm talking specifically about basketball, boxing, okay. mm-hmm. football, which which is uh, soccer here, mm-hmm. golf, golf new this year. Yes, uh, tennis. Okay. Uh, let we'll start with those. All right. So these are we're eliminating these because these are year-round sports and when you think basketball, you don't automatically think Olympics. Yeah, it's something you can see all the time and it doesn't mm-hmm. it's exciting. Look, when the Dream Team came together in 1992 in Barcelona, I still have somewhere a box score that I clipped out where they beat the the Angola team. I think the score was 128 to 44. See, that just seems mean to me. It is, but but it was also historic. It was the greatest basketball team that has ever and will ever be assembled. Bar, bar none. So just the spectacle of it was great. But for that reason now – and there have been some teams in the international stage who have enough good players that are NBA-level players that they can get deep into a tournament. But it's usually the USA's medal to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a professional sport. It's really – you're, go, you're yeah. watching – more for the NBA players nowadays, and that that ultimately pulls it out for me. Same with baseball and even and football as well. Uh, yeah, I would I would agree with you on all of that. And golf. so, so you know what? Every uh, every sport whose ball is depicted as a emoji, you're gone. Bye tennis. Can we? Throw- was, you just you just said bye tennis as if you were saying bye Felicia. Bye tennis. Hmm. Um. What about table tennis? Can we eliminate that too? 
as much as I love it. Yeah, it. I, I enjoy table tennis as well, but it's it feels more like a thing that you do in your basement, not a thing that. I, and I shouldn't disparage it. There are amazing table tennis players out there, but it's not going to win. There are yeah. better sports. Absolutely. There are better uh, events. I think rugby also is something that goes because that's more popular international and even cycling. Yeah, I think of cycling. I don't immediately think of the Olympics. I think of the Tour de France. Right. Exactly. So do I. And that that would include under its uh, under its aegis BMX, mountain biking, road and track. Mm-hmm. What about equestrian? Equestrian is an interesting one to me. It is. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but there's something there's something about an event like dressage that. It seems fancy and pretty and real expensive and less like an Olympic event and more like a thing that uh, super rich people do because they're bored. Well, certainly it plays to the pageantry of the Olympics. And there is a That's lot true. of skill in, in actually coordinating, getting a, ho- a horse to do a choreographed routine. And it requires some strength to stay on a horse and ride it. But at the same time... While those are definitely important, you know, none of these are things that mm-hmm. we think should not be in the Olympics. You know, this isn't swimming obstacles or that thing where you do light as a feather, stiff as a board and take a header into a pool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you're also relying on a non – you're relying on a non-human competitor to do the bulk of the work. Yes. It's basically your – it's basically coaching. It's yes. like an Olympic event where the one that puts the medal on is the coach. And uh, I correct me if I'm wrong, but Bella Carolia was not the one when the U.S. women won the gymnastics. Uh, he's not the one that stood on the podium with a medal around his neck. That is true. Although, unless he was carrying Carrie Strug. That's true. That was that was one of those like amazing Olympic moments. For those who don't remember, in the 1996 Olympics, Carrie Strug uh, hurt her ankle but still competed uh, on the vault. And uh, her coach, Bella, carried her off of the mat in a, in like a, the end of a movie kind of way. Like you'd, you'd imagine like a building burning behind her. It was right. a very heroic moment and a, a great moment in Olympics. Uh, definitely a great moment for the American team, a great moment for humanity, I think. Yes. And she won the gold medal. She did. Um, but yes, you are right. He did not receive the medal. She did. Right. So, so can we eliminate equestrian from this? Yes. I think we can also eliminate badminton, which while it is very physical, um, is not necessarily like it's not the best event. And I'll watch any of these. I'll, I'll say mm-hmm. that. Um, canoeing, oh, I'll watch the whole thing. Canoeing as well. It's fun. canoeing is great. It Why? Is what's, what's your case for, uh, for eliminating canoeing so I just, early. I think there are other events that are so much better. And here, That's true. I think, I think there are three overall areas from which the winner will come. It will come from one of these three. And mm-hmm. if you, if you agree with me, then we can move on. <laughs> and, okay. and if not, we'll discuss it. I'm, I'm fine with that. And those three areas okay. are aquatics, which includes diving, mm-hmm. swimming, synchronized swimming and water polo. Mm-hmm. Athletics, which includes all the track and field events, so high jump, mm-hmm. javelin, discus, hammer what, throw. Let me, let me, let me. You said this. You called it athletics. Can we just call it track and field? Because all of this is athletics. Sure, sure. It's just how it's listed. 
It's, it's how, right. it's how it would be listed on their website is, is under athletics. Cause it just describes the general idea. Track and field is, is the other name for it. And the third would be gymnastics, which includes Great. The, art- the artistic, the rhythmic and the trampoline. Uh, I would like to, I, I will agree with you. We can eliminate a big swath of them right now, but I would like to throw one specific event into the mix. Go ahead. And that is. <laughs> that is the modern pentathlon. Okay, I was just looking at that myself. So I, I will agree to that because it contains, Mark? The modern pentathlon is the how to be a swashbuckler. Because to win this event, you really have to be like a modern day or period piece action hero. Because the the events are swimming, sure. Running, sure. But the running is combined with shooting, there's also horse riding and fencing. So you have to ride a horse, fence, run and shoot and swim. Okay. So basically You basically have to be a Victorian Jason Bourne. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's yeah, th- those all sound like things that you either do at when you work at Disneyland or <laughs> Which I did for a yeah. long time. Or when you're a character in James Bond's GoldenEye. <laughs> Specifically James Bond. Sure. So basically, be a video game character. Yeah. But with the ma- So we've got the modern pentathlon. We've got gymnastics, athletics, and aquatics. The winner will come from one of those four areas of discipline. Great. And we will choose that winner right after this. Hey, Max Fun community. This is your friend, Elizabeth Gilbert, author of Eat, Pray, Love, and a bunch of other stuff. I am a longtime member, supporter, and devoted follower of Maximum Fun. And now, finally, I have my own podcast on the network. It's called Magic Lessons, and it is me coaching people through their creative issues and problems. This season, we have some amazing creators that we're helping through their joys and struggles of making something out of nothing. And then I bring in special guests like Glennon Doyle Melton, Brandon Stanton, Martha Beck, the poet Mark Nepo, Michael Ian Black, Sarah Jones, Gary Scheingart, these amazing friends of mine to come and help coach these people so that they can get their work done. I hope you'll tune into it. It's called Magic Lessons, and it's all about love. Hello! This month's Beef and Dairy Network podcast is an Olympic special recorded here on Ipanema Beach in Rio de Janeiro. We'll be tackling all the big issues. Should athletes be allowed to eat lamb? Should Olympic equestrian riders be able to ride on a cow? All these questions and more answered in this month's Beef and Dairy Network Olympic special. Find us at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts from. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. So do we want to start pulling individual events out of these four areas? Because we're talking about a total of – so the, the pentathlon is one event, okay? Mm-hmm. Then we've got – from the combined other places, we've got 44 different aquatic events. Sorry, uh, 46. Oof. 47 different athletic events. And gymnastics not, has has 18 different events underneath its umbrella. Let's uh, – I would like to – to make things easier. Okay. Uh, I would like to look at uh, aquatics – Break it into two. Swimming and because we could talk about the the medley, the meters, the women's, the men's, the all the different events that they have. I I think we could really just break aquatics in half. Swimming and diving. Okay. Oh, three three. Water polo. 
but I'm not certain water polo, while it's a very, very difficult event, I'm not certain that one's going to win. But should we try to pull one from each of these and pit them against each other? Oh, man. Uh, we could try. We could certainly right. try. It's going to be tough. So what, where do you want to start? Oh, uh, and I honestly, I would like to, I would like to look at gymnastics as one thing. So gymnastics, you're including the men's individual all around, the men's right. team all around, the vault, the mm-hmm. floor, the pommel horse, the rings, parallel yes. bar and horizontal bar. That's the men. Men have, uh, women have the individual all around, the team all around, vault, balance beam, uneven bars, and they have the floor routine. Yeah, I think the only one of these three that we really need to break up is track and field or athletics. Okay. Uh, because uh, that there are so many varied things within that. Okay. Would you would you agree? You're, you sound skeptical. <laughs> no, I, I would have a hard time separating any of these gymnastic events because you you accumulate an overall score as you go through it and right. do your passes at each event. So – for for that reason, I would agree to take gymnastics as a whole. Plus, it's just – I mean, I'm so amazed by any athlete who does any of those things. Mm-hmm. It's so uh, incredible to watch. It is – it's absolutely, to me, the most beautiful part of – uh, of the Olympic Games. I mean, the strength of these guys when they just grab two rings and pull their entire body weight up. There's a reason that the most ripped dudes that I worked with uh, at Disneyland were the aerialists. Oh, sure. And the gymnasts. I mean, the muscle it takes for this and the elegance of the uh, of the and the strength and the timing that it takes. It's it's such a precise you're using your whole body in this in, in in gymnastics, and don't forget the women's gymnastics team last year and or last Olympics and this Olympics are probably the best. They're the favorites to win the gold. So in, in 2012, there were the Fierce Five, which was mm-hmm. Allie Raceman, Gabby Douglas, Michaela Maroney, Kyla Ross, and Jordan Weber. And this Gabby year, Douglas, who won the uh, the women's overall, yes, and whose last name anagrams to USA Gold. Oh, it does. I'm looking at yeah. it now to confirm as you as you tell me. <laughs> and this year, Raceman and and Douglas are both returning. Now, is it just are we are we biased toward gymnastics because the U.S. team has always been so good? Like that's a really fun one to watch. It's dramatic. There's music involved. And like it, that really amps up the drama of it. And we are frequently rewarded with a happy ending as fans of the American team. Well, uh, look, certainly that, that helps. But, but at this point, I'm just saying, I think we're both saying what we love about the event. So this is mm-hmm. why it's coming out. This is why gymnastics is, is making it to the final three. So we've, mm-hmm. we've established these areas and whatever we pull out of each one, we need to make a case for it. So the case for gymnastics is the artistry, the control, the, the physicality. And for, for most gymnasts, cause several of them on a team have to compete in multiple events. Some will only complete, compete in one, but for the people who have to do multiple events, that's so incredibly hard to be that good mm-hmm. at, at, at that number of, of different skills. Now, what are the downsides to gymnastics as an event? I'll tell you one. Um, I don't necessarily appreciate any event, any Olympic sport 
that, uh, if it's about, you know, uplifting these amateur athletes and making them, you know, better, uh, humans through athletic prowess, I don't know that anything that, uh, stunts puberty should be considered on that list. That's fair. <laughs> but there's, then there's also like, there's certain events, like, I, I feel like if, for me, if I've seen one men's parallel bars routine, I've mm-hmm. seen all men's parallel bars routine. <laughs> sure. You know, their legs go up and around and up and around and they're going back. Oh, they're starting to turn to Jack. Well, you and I are, you and I are not the <laughs> up and around and all over. Also, the, the scoring of that one scene, uh, the scoring of gymnastics seems like there's a lot more room for us just having to trust them. You yeah. know what I mean? Something that looks identical Two two routines that look identical both look amazing to me, but a judge will be like, that one was amazing. That one was garbage. It almost makes like, you feel like it's like the judges have something personal. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, I could do that better. 10. Yeah. Because now it's yeah. up to 15, I think. Wait, the the score goes up to 15? I think so. Or at least it was, it was that way in the qualifier. Whatever it is, you look at it, They you know they start with a perfect <laughs> score, and then they take deductions based on sure. errors. I kind of love that. You're like, I got a 10. Which is a D. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's, that's one of the ones where, uh, one of the things that's, that's a, a mark against gymnastics is that it's so subjective. Yes. And you really are at the whims of judges. And also waiting for scores is kind of a pain when there are other events like swimming, which we will get to when you can see Michael Phelps's hand hit the wall before the guy next to him. Like there's that photo finish. There's those, those great Olympic moments. You know what I mean? That's true. You do get immediate results with races and mm-hmm. head to head competitions. All, all of the races as well. They have that, that same uh, idea that we'll, we'll know right away who is better. We don't have to wait for judges. And, and in that way, so if gymnastics is is coming as a whole, then we probably aren't going to take diving out of aquatics because although it's incredible to watch, and I could watch mm-hmm. the diving events forever. If it, if there was I, if there were more televised diving events, I would watch that. I would watch it all day, every yeah, day. It's absolutely beautiful, but at the same time, like you say, uh, diving is to gymnastics. What Aquaman is to the Justice League. Great for what it is, not entirely useful all around. Well, you're throwing fire at Aquaman right now. <laughs> wow, you're uh, a blast. Hello. Props to John DiMaggio. We love you. That's right. <laughs> so then out of, so out of swimming. You yeah. Were, so, uh, diving, diving. I'm sorry you're gone, but I would just one more thing to say about diving. Please. Uh, it is it is beautiful and synchronized diving is just a, a joy to watch and I'm really glad that they have the super slow motion cameras now and I cannot wait to see what absolute bananas uh, they have come up with technology wise for these Olympics and I can't wait until people use Photoshop to make the people doing flips while they dive look like they're sitting on toilets because the faces they make just from the pure centrifugal force that's generated they look sure. like they're going through like nasa a battery of nasa tests so people take photos of them just uh in mid flip and then put them on toilets so it looks like they're having blowouts 
And guess what? People, Hal, do you do this? I, if I had Photoshop, I sure would. But I look <laughs> at all of them and I laugh real hard because toilets are funny, guys. They just are. Uh, a friend of mine today told me that he dropped his laptop into a toilet and submerged it. How what? much water had to be in that toilet to submerge a laptop? Or how small of a laptop does he have? Was it a netbook or like a oh, MacBook Pro? maybe. I think it was like a full-size laptop. Yeah, even so, you need a lot of water. Yeah. Your tank is too full, man. Yeah, or stop anyway. using Shaq's toilet. <laughs> Do you think Shaq has a giant toilet in his house? Oh, you kidding? Tis my giant Shaq toilet. I let people drop their laptops in here. It's made of marble. Yeah, one time somebody lost a whole iMac in there. I still haven't found it. Wait, Shaq, do you mean the big multicolored original iMac? Yep, one of them giant, the blue one. It's in there. First I thought it was just one of them cakes. But no, man. Turns out it was a whole iMac. Shaq foo. Oh, Shaquille, you are the closest thing we have to Elvis right now. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So, so have we, have we exhausted, uh, have we exhausted gymnastics? We've eliminated diving. Have we exhausted gymnastics? I think, I think we've made a good case for gymnastics. I think we need to see how it holds up against our other finalists. All right. And, uh, so let's move on to swimming then. Okay. Uh, pros of swimming. We have the best in the world on the American team, and it is a heck of a good time to watch Michael Phelps break Olympic records. I've, it's rare to see an athlete who is that, uh, good in his field. And we're living in a time when we get to see it, so that's cool. And it's fun to see Ryan Lochte. Uh, you hope he wins just so he'll be interviewed afterwards. <laughs> you could hear him. Not a, not a terribly bright guy. Yeah. Turn it up. Um, there's also something with, with swimming that, that, that foot races have in common, which is when it's close, it's mm -hmm. breathtaking to watch. Like you are fixated and on the edge of your seat and it's a nail biter. Um, there, there's something to that for sure. Like, like yes, a close race. I remember the last of, of the 2008 gold medals that Michael Phelps won was a relay race and he was the he started the race mm -hmm. so the last guy through won by some insane fraction like barely won and i remember this one and that's the the iconic picture of michael phelps like fully flexed and celebrating in the pool was after mm -hmm. that win and it was so exciting to watch in a way oh. that that I mean, any good sport has a moment of tension. It, in gymnastics, it's right before a run or it's during a maneuver. So if it's a floor mm -hmm. exercise, it's while they're in the air doing like a double layout with a twist. You're watching to see if they're going to land it. But in, in, in a race, it's those last, it's that last lap, the last leg of a race. Yeah. Now to, on the con side of swimming, a long race, you're kind of watching the same thing for a long time. Oh, yeah. Anytime they have to go more than once or twice back and forth in the pool, that's what you have to cut away. Cause otherwise it's just like they're still doing the breaststroke. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, there is something about swimming though that feels very pure to me. It feels like a very, it's a very old sport. And it, I think it's because it's simplicity aside from different, you know, strokes that you have to use. Uh, the simplicity of who can get from point A to point B underwater the fastest. But do you think that the different strokes make a difference? Like a breaststroke versus freestyle versus butterfly? Versus backstroke. Is there one that you feel? Well, I think it takes different strokes. Oh, to move the world? Yeah. Oh, thank you. I apologize for that. That I saw that coming from so far away. I tried to push past it. I I know you did. I I wasn't going to. I'm a real BH. It's okay. I I supported you because that's what friends do. Thanks, man. <laughs> but uh, is there any one of ahead. those particular strokes that you feel um, would would come out, or is it just any of those are good? It's really just a matter of what. Because there sometimes there are races where the first lap back and forth is the freestyle, and then mm-hmm. it's breaststroke, and then it's backstroke, and then it's you know. So they have me, to it's- switch. It's whichever one is the fastest one because everything else feels like a hindrance. You know what I mean? It's like speed walking. You know, there's, I mean, there's a way to get from point A to point B faster. Why don't you just use that way? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like if, if you're forced to do the breaststroke, it feels like a weight around your neck. Whereas freestyle is just get there fast. Okay. So you, you favor the, the freestyle. I would favor freestyle, freestyle swimming. I think is it was what would come out of this for me. Okay, I understand that. I I can get behind it. Okay. Uh synchronized swimming. Let's talk about that. We I forgot to mention that one earlier. Uh beautiful, a nice combination of gymnastics and swimming. But is it different enough from gymnastics to warrant being the number 1 sport? I mean, it's cool, but there's no version of synchronized swimming that will ever be as good as uh, Harry Shearer and Martin Short on SNL in 1984. <laughs> oh, you're not angry with him. You're just pointing at him. <laughs> hey, you. I know you. I know you. I know you. I know you. <laughs> oh, we are nerds. <laughs> Lawrence doesn't swim. Uh, I'm not a very strong swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um Okay, so uh, what's coming out of swimming into the finals? I think it's the freestyle. Is it the freestyle? Freestyle swimming? Yes, the freestyle right. or the medley. I would say I would say we could put those even though they're different. The medley is pretty incredible that they have to do different strokes combined in one race. They have to do all four uh The medley is pretty impressive. Yeah. And that does show off more skills. I'm totally comfortable with as long as there's some freestyle in it, as long as it has an element of just be the fastest, but that's what's going to be our, that's what, as we move into track and field or a- athletics, that is to me, um, the beauty of, of those events. It's just pure who can get from point A to point B the fastest. Right. That is athletics in its purest form. So in that case, why don't we do the, the 200 meter freestyle? Oh, I was going to say the relay. Oh, you want to do the relay? All right, we'll do because the relay. Because I, I like I like that. 
I, I think that that's, that's smart. You, you get every stroke. So we'll do the, the four. Oh, so, so that would be the, if you want every stroke, that's the four by 100. The medley relay. Medley relay. So we'll do the four by 100. So that's four people who have to go to the end and back. And, uh, and each one does a different stroke. Now, uh, all of these, we never really set criteria for this. For me, it's a combination of athleticism and pure fun to watch. Would you, would that be, would that hold true for you? A hundred percent. Okay. So well, as we move on, let's think about those things. Okay. Uh, so let's move on to track and field. Oh, there's so many great events. Will you read off those events? Oh boy. Okay. So we've got, uh, in, in track races, you've got mm-hmm. the 100 meter, 200 meter, 400 meter, 800, 1500, 5000. And, and 10,000. And the 5,000 and 10,000 should sound familiar to you because those are 5Ks and 10Ks. So the 5K is 3.1 miles and the 10K is the equivalent of 6.2 miles, just to give you an okay. idea. And that, and if we add the marathon to that and the, uh, and the relays, can we just call that category running? Oh, they're so different though. The, the but- skill that it takes to run a marathon is different than what it takes to run a 10K, which is different than a 5K, which is way different than a 100 meter, 200 meter. So yeah, it's, it's, man, I went on a run this morning and I walked the whole thing. That's how much time I spend running. So. <laughs> but Usain Bolt. And also I stopped for a breakfast burrito. Right. But that's the difference between runners. <laughs> what kind of burrito did you get? Oh, it was delicious. It's called an ABC avocado bacon cheddar. But that's not the point, Hal. Well, it's becoming the point. I want right. to hear it's more delicious. about it. It's delicious. It's on a spinach wrap. I get it next door to my apartment and I run with it, but I couldn't run because I had a burrito in my hand. So I walked the whole way. <laughs> Something in that story is not adding up, but there is a difference <laughs> between a sprinter and a runner. So St. Bolt is a sprinter. He is yes. very fast over short distances. You cannot catch him. Tyson Gay on the, on the U.S. team, who is, who is in something like his third or fourth, maybe his third, uh, third Olympic games. He's, mm-hmm. he is a sprinter over a certain short, uh, or medium distance. He is one of the fastest people on the planet. But for him to run, uh, to run at a flat out sprint for that, for that amount of time is, that's what he trains to do. If you put him in a 3.1 mile race where you have to pace yourself and pick the times to run away and it needs to be a much easier sort of, uh, stride. That's way, way, way different than running a short distance and then a marathon yes. even more. So yes, we're getting into a bit of minutia though, I think. Oh, when I- we're, when we're cutting big swaths of events away, we're getting really into the minutia of running. And I know that your wife is an avid runner. So I'm certain that I'm hearing a little bit of Jen in your voice oh, in this. You are, but I, but I've come to understand that through her. So I would say let's sell, let's, Let's take, uh, distance running mm-hmm. and, and running and okay. sprinting. Great. So I'd say sprinting is like, uh, 200, 100, um, maybe even up to 400. 400 right. is once or Let me, back. let me throw this out there. I have a short, I have a, what I believe is probably a significantly shorter list, uh, that doesn't go into all, what, 44 of them just in the interest of time. May I read this? Go ahead. Sprints, sprint relays, hurdles, middle distance, long distance, steeplechase, walks, marathon, high jump, long jump, triple jump, pole vault, javelin, discus, shot put, hammer throw, 
uh, decathlon and heptathlon. Great. That is, that covers pretty much everything without getting into the smaller, um, assorted lengths of things that you have to do, right? Okay. Yes. I, I would, on this list, I would get rid of the walking and the marathon. Yes. Cause that is, cause it is dumb. Yes. That, look, you have to be a good athlete to walk like that. You have to be a really great athlete to run a marathon, especially as fast as they Absolutely. do. Absolutely. But it's so boring to watch. And going back to our previous criteria, I think marathon, I think Boston, Chicago, LA, I don't think Olympics. Right. I mean, I think about it because it's named after the runners from right. Greece. I mean, it's, you know, marathon, it was the run, I think, to marathon or from marathon. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact history of it, but it, it is, it, it is certainly born of the Olympics, but it is not the marquee. If I was pulling one event out, it would not be the marathon. Uh, let me make a pitch to you, Hal. Do it. If we're going to pull one thing, because it is one event that gets one medal, uh, as the greatest of the track and field or athletic events, does the decathlon just come out of this one? Sure does. Because that is a hundred meter run, a long jump, shot put, high jump, and 400 meters on day one. Day two, 110-meter hurdles, discus throw, pole vault, javelin throw, and a 1,500-meter run. That is a lot of events for one athlete to take on. Yep. And it's only one event. I think we knock out the entirety of the athletics in that one event. Would you Would you say that that is true? I think that sounds pretty accurate. Okay. Uh, and props to Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce Jenner, when she was Bruce Jenner, the American decathlon winner. So good job, USA. That's right. It is, I mean, the three things that we have chosen have America has gold medaled in all of them at some point. True. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So, so it, what are we doing? What are to? our finalists? I, I mean, we can, we can eliminate the modern pentathlon, I guess, but <laughs> the running while shooting sounds great. I would rather that they just run around going pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Sure. That would be much yeah, more in, impressive. In this climate we are currently in, why not, why not use super soakers, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or um, use those tennis ball guns from, oh, did you watch American Gladiators in its heyday? I absolutely watched American Gladiators in its heyday. Did you also think every time you saw the the challenge where the gladiator is up high with a tennis ball cannon and you mm-hmm. had to try to shoot a target above his head, did you all mm-hmm. the time think, oh, they're doing it wrong. I could do it much better. Absolutely. Then you know what we were wrong about? All of it? Yep. Oh. <laughs> uh, shout out to American Gladiators. All right, modern pentathlon. I'm sorry. You're gone. Bye. So here is where we stand. We have the decathlon, the uh relay, the mixed relay, medley, relay medley, what's it called? The uh the four by one hundred medley relay. Great. And gymnastics. Well, Mark, I think I know what my answer is. I think I know what mine is too. 
Wanna- now, bear, bearing in mind yes. the two criteria that we set up, not just the athleticism, but also the fun to watch. You see where I'm going with this? Go ahead. I think with that second criteria, the decathlon requires an in- incredible athlete. Swimming requires incredible athletes. But for my money, to combine fun to watch and athletic requirement, I don't think that gymnastics can be beaten. Wow. You did not go the way I thought you were going to go there. What did you think I was going to do? I mean, I love decathlon. Gy- I started this out thinking gymnastics. I really did. Mm-hmm. And then looking at the decathlon and looking at all the different things. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. This one person can do a hundred, a hundred meter dash, mm-hmm. long jump, shot put, high jump, then the 400 meters, then hurdles, discus throw, pole vault, javelin throw, and then they run 1500 meters. It's just incredible to me. And I, I, you know, I, I have to say that I, I don't really, I really have to watch this year and I want to make sure I record like every airing of the Olympics that they do. So I feel mm-hmm. like I've not seen. By the way, your DVR is going to be full within a day. Well, I'll just have to work real hard to watch all of that then, won't I? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I've ever seen or really seen in a, to in any great length the decathlon. I've only seen bits and pieces. I see the, the sprints because of Usain Bolt. The, mm-hmm. the gymnastics, obviously, in America are huge. So, right. so we watch those, but I almost feel like the, the decathlon in this, we've added it because it's, it feels so representative of summer games to me. It does. You know what? That is, I will definitely give you that. I think of, when I think of the Olympics, the first image that pops into my head is javelin and pole vault and running and dis- like all of the track and field events. But, but at the same time, like I'm drawn to gymnastics. When you think of the great moments in recent American Olympic history, mm-hmm. and I mean like the last 20 to 30 years, you think primarily of gymnastics. You think of Michael Phelps with swimming, but you think a lot about Mary Lou Retton and, and Carrie Strug, um, and Sean Johnson and mm-hmm. Gabby Douglas. So. One of them has become sort of a signature American sport, but mm-hmm. what's drawing me to the decathlon is it feels like the Olympic sport. Like yeah. this is, if the Olympics were nothing else but the decathlon, you would go, well, this is the greatest athlete who is alive because they can do all of these different things. Over the course of days. That's one thing about the Olympics that, that kind of bothers me is I love Michael Phelps. I think he's wonderful. And I love all of our, our swim team and our track and field team. But yeah, a guy can hang several medals around his neck and he gets them for short distance things with that. He's in a million events. The U the, the basketball goes on for the duration of the Olympics. And there's one medal ceremony at the end. There's, and I guess the decathlon there's a lot more just in the moment. I'm not talking about training, but there's a lot more in the moment. It takes two straight days to win just one medal. But then does that go back to the fun of watching it thing for me? Because I'm like, oh, man, that's two whole days of Olympic watching to get to this medal. 
like I said at the beginning, I like, here's the event, here's who you're rooting for, here's why, go. But by that logic, the gymnastics event is somewhat similar in that it takes place over several days. You do several circuits. Um, I, that's to my memory because there are so many countries. You have your qualifying days mm-hmm. and then that it gets down to the finals and they're constantly doing runs over and over again. So you really – I mean to a certain extent for all of this, you have to enjoy the event enough to want to watch it. That's true. But to me, the just looking – and it's hard for me to make – I, I know I'm trying to move you towards decathlon, but I'm which you which you're doing successfully at this point. But I'm, I'm happy now though. After our history, Hal, I I really am always skeptical of you trying to move me toward I know. your decisions. I know that. I know. Um, <laughs> Ever since it, Juliana said, "Call the show." Hal's got this featuring Mark. Man, am I ever gonna live this down? Uh, <laughs> but w- looking at the decathlon. There are three events that are, that are very similar. The races. So you have two sprints mm-hmm. and then a long run. Mm-hmm. And then, but then like the long jump is pretty incredible. The high jump is amazing to watch. I, and yeah. I love, I feel like, I feel like I don't see enough pole vaulting, which sounds odd to say, but so there's something <laughs> about that to me that I think is so cool. It's very cool. And also it always makes me think of old timey prison breaks. Yes. Right? Or yeah. people trying to break into a castle. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know what? Now that I've been thinking about it more and more and the way that you mentioned it, because there are, I'm not, I'm not going to say it dilutes it, but much like in swimming, there are lots of individual smaller things involved. Right. Um, and the decathlon is one medal for 10 events to determine and it's been it's been called this in the past. I know that um they said this about Jenner. It was world's greatest athlete. Right. That's what the decathlon winner is is called. And because this episode is best Olympic event, basically, right? Is, are we did we what word did we use? Did we say event or yeah. sport? Event. Be, best Olympic event. I think that I think that yeah we. As much as I love watching gymnastics, yeah, uh, for the pageantry of it, when it comes to athleticism, that uh, it's, yeah, I feel like uh, you may be right. The decathlon may trump. I hate using that word now. <laughs> you know what? I'll put it another way. It's it's like in our best Ghostbuster episode. Saying mm-hmm. that we can't be blinded by how much we love Bill Murray and making a decision. That's true. That it's, that we can't it's, be blinded by the emotions of Carrie Strug crying and standing on one foot in yes. 1996. Absolutely. So are we ready to call this? As objectively as we can make it, I think we are ready to call this. All right. Well, the scores are in from the judges and let's take a look. And those numbers spell out people of the world. In just a few short days, you'll be watching the 31st Olympiad, the Summer Games, the Olympics themselves, loaded with events. There's so many days of events, and I encourage you, and Mark does as well, to watch as much of it as you can, because you are Don't seeing speak for me. the greatest athletes in the world. And Mark specifically told me to tell you, Hal, don't speak for me, that he wants you to appreciate that these are... A collection of the greatest athletes, not only in the world, 
but also coming from these different disciplines. What other places do you see people running around and shooting at, at stationary targets and then fencing? And then there's a guy making a horse dance. But don't forget, there's some speedy walkers around here too. And some people Ugh. jumping in water looking like they're on the toilet. And Mark wants you to know. Stop speaking for me. That among all of these events, there's only one that is the best event. And Mark wanted me to tell you a story. How? I didn't tell you a story. About a guy named Jim Thorpe from an area called Malkachunk, Pennsylvania. It's a coal mining oh, town. Here we go. On the road to Scranton. And Mark wants you to know that Jim <laughs> Thorpe in 1912 tied for the gold medal in the decathlon. You know what happened after that? Muck what Chunk, happened after that? Muck Chunk changed its name. And Mark wants you to know that they changed their name to Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. What other town will change its name? Wait, did they really? True. True The story. first name as well? Not just Thorpe? It is called Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. Or at least wow. was for a long period of time. I think eventually it was called Muck Chunk again. And I had a, I had an orange mock chunk mug that I would drink apple juice out of all the time that I loved so much. I, and I got it in 1991. It's a hot tip for you. Hot tip. This is turning into a really long people of the world. I speak for myself, but mostly for Mark when I say that when you're looking for the best Olympic event, look no further than the decathlon. It has it all. Ten events. And one person has to master all of them to the point where they're given a medal for 10 events over two days. Everything from a 100-meter dash to tossing a javelin. I'll tell you, if I had to be stranded in the wild with any Olympic athlete, you give me that gold medal decathlon winner and a spear, and we'll have food for days. (laughs) The decathlon is the greatest Summer Olympic event. Asked and answered. Thank you, Valerie Rogers, for your question. Thank you, Valerie Rogers. And to all of our listeners, there are many more topics out there to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or check out the Maximum Fun subreddit. There's a flame war happening right now. Hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash We Got This Podcast or email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, as always, to Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and song, respectively. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thank you, of course, as always, to you, our listeners. If we could take you and put you on a podium, you'd be the one in the middle, not the two on the side that are slightly lower. Whatever country you're from. That national anthem would play, and we'd hang a gold medal around your neck for being the world's greatest podcast audience. Thank you. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland. And don't worry, everyone. We got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.